all, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. And it was not allergies, was it? No, it was not allergies. <laughs> if you listened to the last episode, I was complaining about having an allergic reaction on my face. It wasn't allergies. I realized it wasn't allergies on day three when I was just upset about the immense pain that was coming from my jaw and ear and I had already been to the doctor to make sure I didn't have an ear infection and as I was massaging that area I noticed a bump that wasn't on the other side of my face and so then I looked at the anatomy of that part of my neck and it was a lymph node and I realized it definitely was not allergies. Everyone, all you armchair physicians, please remember, shingles does not cross the midline. All down one side of my face. I thought I had cellulitis, but it turned out to be shingles when I went to urgent care. Oh, shingles. So bad. I'm still so itchy. I'm bitchy and I'm itchy. And earlier, for at least two or three days, I was just absolutely miserable. I was in so much pain. My lymph node had swelled. It's the, the lymph node in particular is the preauricular lymph node. And it swelled to the point that I could barely open my mouth to eat. Or oh, speak. God. It was so bad. I had so I was in so much pain. And now I'm still in pain, just less. Well, that's and good. There's also a lot of itching. I'm in pain, just less. And also there's a lot of itching. That feels like an epitaph. I'd take it. <laughs> Lauren and I record this thing on Discord, and I came on just breathless and still drawing my bald head because conventions are back, everybody. Who did you cosplay today, Russ? I cosplayed as Zeth, Sun, Sun, Volano, Truthless of Shinovar, and that, as it turns out, is How not many? a popular character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I thought this was maybe the main character, and this is why... He's not the main character. Oh, okay. So no one had any idea who you were. No one had any idea who I was. (laughs) That's even fewer people than I thought. Yeah. So tomorrow they're getting Spider-Man and, you know. That will be easier. I think that will be easier. But no, I was like, man, I got to record a thing. And so, you know, me not wanting to get like, oh, I'm having so much fun. I don't want to go home. And then just dashing home. And then it starts pissing down rain and so i get home and i'm in my zeth cosplay which is nothing but white robes and shit and so you should have started recording in it soaked to the bone and now it's all hanging up over there just but drying huh well i'm really glad you're having fun i am not you are not my sty finally popped itself (laughs) (sighs) i thought i might have one for a moment when uh, my eye so. was feeling irritated. And so I'm finally wearing contacts again after like a month. Oh, so be. here are all the places I have a shingles lesions. <laughs> <laughs> it started in the forehead on my right side. And then it went down my face so that I have one on my eyebrow. I have one on my upper eyelid on the outside. I have one on the lower eyelid in the inside i have one i think in my nose and some on my jaw uh near my ear so right on top of the preauricular lymph node and all down my scalp 
throw down those antivirals like they were candy. I have been. They are my favorite. <laughs> they are my favorite. It turns out that if you get shingles lesions on your eyeball, you can go blind. So, Is that so? Yes. So I have had three doctor's appointments in the past week. One was to see if I had an ear infection. I did not. And they said, yeah, you probably just have an allergic reaction. It was not. The second was to get diagnosed with shingles at urgent care. And the third was an emergency eye doctor appointment to make sure I didn't have one on my eye because I was starting to see double a little bit and had a little bit of blurring. But no, it was just from the inflammation from the shingles lesion inside my eyelid. If you get a lesion on your eyeball, what's the treatment for that? I have no idea. I didn't have to get it. Oh, a lovely glass of rosé. I see this thing here is full of hot sake. Last weekend, I didn't want to drink at all because I thought I was having an allergic reaction. And now I'm sure that having rosé is not healthy for me, but oh my god, I'm in pain and I want something to kill it. Even though I will probably regret it later when I have a histamine reaction. So, so what are we talking about today? Well, which one is the least amount of a stretch? Oh, I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. Tight hat. <laughs> I tried to tip my hat to Miss McGaffrey. I never should have put it on so tight, cause it wouldn't come off my head, and my neck got stretched instead. That's what you get for trying to be polite. And it is a picture of of an incredulous-looking man uh, whose neck is very long with a hat on top and apparently his hat was too tight so he stretched his neck out just raising it up uh, thanks for the hat you sent me oh you're welcome i hope it is not too tight hats hat one of them has a permanent place in my coat pocket oh good that's why you're wearing the other one Mm-hmm. so the only reason i chose this poem is because i couldn't find another poem that was about being uncomfortable at this stage (laughs) (laughs) my skin is wrong it sucks being sick doesn't it yes yeah i have not been this sick in so long it's not just that i have these itchy burny lesions on my face it's also that like i had all the lymph node swelling and i had the a lot of the other sick things where i just felt like my skin was really sensitive on my right side even the parts of me that weren't in the region that the lesions are in when i was at my first doctor appointment i had a blood draw just for like some routine testing and wow it felt like fire with a needle going in and i was just like what is up with that i guess this phlebotomist is not very good but no it was just that i had shingles and my skin was incredibly sensitive and I just felt icky and tired. And one day when I finally started to feel a little bit better, I slept for like 13 hours and that was good. But I had kept having to get up in the middle of the night twice to take painkillers because once the four hours would run out, I would be like, I I can't sleep. I hurt so much. Have you had shingles before? No. And I hope I never do again. This is awful. Hmm. They won't vaccinate people our age, Russ. Oh, they won't? Fun fact, if you have shingles, you can give people chicken pox. Yay, I'm going to find some adults and touch them. (laughs) uh, I'm not allowed to be around 
infants and immunocompromised people right now. And it's not an airborne thing. Shingles isn't. You have to like scratch a lesion and then touch somebody. But <laughs> but considering how itchy the lesions are, that's not hard to do. I had shingles in the seventh grade. What? Yeah. Oh my god. You didn't gosh. know this about me? I knew you had it at some point, but I figured it was in your twenties. Oh no, I was in the seventh grade. Oh. Yeah, I still have the scar to this day. It's it's around on my the the initial lesion scar. It's on the left side of my trunk, and to this day, it has no feeling. All right, mine are on my face. Yay. The good news is you you went to the doctor way quicker than I did. Right. It was like, I mean, it was a solid week and a half before. It was like spreading around to my front. It was amazing. Oh, no. It was because, I mean, it was because the lymph node swelling. Once the lymph node swelling happened, I was like, this is a problem. We have got to deal with this. All right, Russ, what are you doing today? I decided I would do Edge of the World. Columbus said the world is round. Don't you believe a word of that? For I've been down to the edge of the world. Set on the edge where the wild wind whirled. Peaked over the ledge where the blue smoke curls. And I can tell you, boys and girls, the world is flat. I heard a great story about a flat earther the other day well, oh there's on. an illustration yeah we need to talk about the illustration yeah you uh the, the the illustration is a girl and a dog and a bird and there is a cityscape in the background and there's a sign poked through this very flat mass of land looking not unlike a cliff and it says edge keep off and there's a fire hydrant for some reason that's not attached to anything but you can see its base poking out the bottom and the dog is very very nearly slipping, and the girl is peering over the edge of the world. And this is what's on the cover of where the sidewalk ends, yes. so it's what people associated with it with it. But it's the the but it's funny that the sidewalk ends doesn't have this as the poem. Yes, the sidewalk ends doesn't have this drawing with it. Yeah, and I don't think that where the sidewalk ends has any illustration, does it? We should probably double check, but I think you're correct. Nope. No illustration for where the sidewalk ends. Right. I heard a great story about a flat earther. Uh Uh-huh. Tell us. And this is a very secondhand story, but it was a way of converting flat earthers. A lot of times when it comes to conspiracy theories, a good way to convert is either one, out-crazy them, or two, have them choose between one of two conspiracies. So the story was this individual had an acquaintance who was a flat earther, and they snapped them out of it immediately. And the reason why was because they told them if the world was flat, the edge would be the most commercialized place. Can you imagine how many hotels would be on the edge of the world? That's a really good point. That would restaurant be the, at the edge of the world. That would be controlled... Oh my god. There would not be an inch of space on the edge. How many... Every rich person would be clamoring to have the house on the edge of the world. And... Oh my god. Like, capitalism would seal the fate of the edge of the world. And this flat earther believed in capitalism more than they believed in <laughs> flat earth. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you're right. That, yeah, yeah, that would happen. What if <laughs> that you was thought the end of it. that it was flat but fairly infinite? 
Say that again? What if he thought it was flat but fairly infinite? What is fairly infinite? Well, that's true. But what I meant <laughs> is that uh, not reachable by... The end is not reachable by any human endeavor. Oh, that's a very popular theory. So what, what, one of the leading flat Earth theories is that the edge is in Antarctica... And so you can't get to it because it's snowy and very cold and surrounded by mountains. There's only one edge? Yes, there's only one edge. Like a pizza only has one edge. It goes around in a circle. So, so here, picture this. So, so what I want you to do is take a globe, yes. which the world is, by the way. We are not espousing flat earth. Shut up, all of you. You take, a wor- <laughs> you take the globe and then poke your finger in the South Pole, okay? okay. And then put all your fingers in there and pull it outwards until it's flat okay 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 so where you put your fingers in has become the edge but now you flattened it out like a pizza and so now the where antarctica was on the globe is now surrounding the entire flat pizza right okay yeah that makes the most sense i guess and that no it doesn't no it doesn't well, I mean, don't you give them it, voice? If you're gonna make it flat, I mean, you have to have an area that very few people have witnessed, and, and that's you have to convenient. Know that the, yes, and you have to know that the South Pole is uh, reachable by a number of different directions. God damn it! I have just converted fifty people. Shit. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! But my my answer to that is then every then everyone would have a house or a restaurant with a view of the edge. Hmm? Picture ski chalets and things right. like that. Oh, oh where yeah, it's like yeah. It, so, it's not on the mountain, but you you have a view of it. Right. If there were if if you could get that real estate. Yeah. So either way, it's capitalism. Right. Huh. <laughs> I guess you'd just be peering off into space. I mean, literally, that's what we do every night. Yeah, but our angle is different because yes. the Earth is round. The angle would be disappointing. Like you would peer over the edge of the world, and it would just be exactly the same thing as you saw looking up. Uh, well, also gravity. Like, what happens if you get to the edge of the world? Does gravity just suddenly not exist, or does gravity go down? But down to what? Yes. Okay. It's turtles all the way down. Flat Earthers are my favorite conspiracy. I mean, like them and Q hand in hand. Oh, love those boys. I think always I like the flat earth more because it's always just an interesting thought experiment. Well, it's all born of exceptionalism. Right. And but we, also you, you, it's fun to think about the earth being flat. It is it's not fun, fun to, to think, think about, about it doesn't It's fun to think it doesn't about doesn't make how any sense. Would, well, I know. Well, that's what makes it fun. Like how would how would our celestial bodies work if the earth were flat? It's fun to think Umberto about. Echo wrote a uh oh god now i've gotta now i've gotta look this up oh no i'm wrong it's uh it's alan lightman so this alan lightman alan lightman is an author who wrote a novel in 1992 called einstein's dreams and quoting here from wikipedia the novel fictionalizes Albert Einstein as a young scientist who is troubled by dreams as he works on his theory of relativity in 1905 the book consists of 30 chapters, each one exploring a dream about time that Einstein had during this period. The framework of the book consists of a prelude, three interludes, and an epilogue. 
Each dream involves a conception of time. Some scenarios involve exaggerations of true phenomenon related to relativity, and some are entirely fantastical. The book demonstrates the relationship each human being has to time, and thus spiritually affirms Einstein's theory of relativity. Have you read it? I have, yes. I read it in college for a sci-fi class. I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Then I should probably and, read it. And each one is a thought experiment like that. Yeah. Okay. I will read it. Uh, so what's the prognosis uh, on the shingles? How long until oh, they are know. not shingles anymore? The doc, the doc didn't say? No. Uh, she said I would get some relief in two days, and I did get <laughs> some relief in two days, but not all the relief, just some. <laughs> Yes, you're going to hurt until you die. Here is a pill bottle the size of a policeman's flashlight. I am actually running out of antivirals tomorrow. Oh, zon. Yeah. They give you more, I assume. Or is it just the one course? It's just the one course. Hopefully they're all dead by then. (laughs) Every last virus, I hope it is dead. (laughs) And and with that, Lauren got her PhD. I'm sure it would bite us in the ass in some ways if we lost every virus. My prettier half had never been to an anime convention. Oh. The first time I met her, she was running a Dragon Ball Z fan site. Okay? That's the person you're dealing with, and they've never been to an anime convention. The most excited I have ever seen her. So she, so she went to a couple of panels today. One, I didn't really care what they were talking about. Like, I know the people, but I don't really care. She went to one with William Shatner, and she went to one with uh, Ming-Na Wen, who did uh, Mulan and now is on The Mandalorian, and also Book of Boba Fett. And the most excited I saw her today was when she encountered a group of furries. And I had to talk her into... She's like, I really want to pet them. Like, they look so soft. I really want to pet them. I was like, you totally... I can't decide whether that would be... They would find that good or bad. Well, that's the thing. I was like, you totally can. Just ask. Yeah. The worst they can say is no. Yeah. And also, they're furries. They probably really want to be petted by people. Right. It would sort of affirm their, their animal identity. And so she goes over there, bashful as can be, and is like, can I get a picture with you? And the, I don't know what it was, horse, I couldn't tell. It, it was something anthropomorphic. Was excitedly, yes, of course. And then she goes, can I, can I pet your fur? And of course she could pet its fur. Like, <laughs> she's, she's, not very, uh, she's not very threatening at all. Oh, and she was losing her shit. I, like Aww. bouncing up and down. Just from getting to pet the, I, I was like, you know, if you need to explore this, <laughs> this is something you can do whenever you want to. Sure, but maybe she just enjoys it when other people do it. Yeah, that's all it is. Just yeah. a tactile thing. Well, I think she might be very excited also by, like, human-sized critters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have any uplifting Although, thoughts? Oh. a human-sized horse is a lot smaller than a regular horse. <laughs> Which would you rather fight? One horse-sized duck or 30 duck-sized horses? 30 duck-sized horses. Yeah, I think that would be my my answer, too. Just punting them away. Yeah. Well, do you have any uplifting thoughts for our listeners? I mean, I'm the one with shingles. You just told a delightful story. (laughs) 
I'm the I'm the sunny spot in this podcast, and that's terrifying because I'm a black hole of emotion. We really didn't get too gloomy on this episode. Oh, we did. Oh, damn. Yeah.